Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode 232, Do No Harm, A Guide to Probing and Poking. Uh, this is from a trade magazine, so obviously it's written for technicians and people working on cars. But if you are so inclined, it might be good information for you in regards to kind of rules and things to think about uh, as you're uh, probing and poking around wiring and connectors and things like that, because you can definitely do damage to them. So we'll uh, we'll get into that. Um, this is from a, a trade magazine called Underhood Service, and it's written by Andrew Markell, who's the author of it. And it's going to be a quickie. It's, um, you know, not too not too long. I'll be reading from his text. So, uh, you know, this is not, uh, these are his words through my mouth. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, as usual, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad's Motor Works. So check that out. So here we go. Do no harm, a guide to probing and poking. The Hippocratic Oath states a doctor shall do no harm. The technician's oath is the same, but that we do no harm to a vehicle we are trying to diagnose or repair. This oath has become more difficult to follow as vehicles have become more complex. One of the most controversial topics among the technicians is the probing and piercing of wires and connectors. Some technicians curse T-pins and piercing probes, claiming they can damage a wiring harness. On the other hand, on the other end of the spectrum, excuse me, are technicians who have zero problems stuffing a blunt multimeter lead into a connector for an ECM. Back in the day, a technician could carry most electrical diagnostics with just a test light. Every voltage value was 12 volts, and the most sophisticated component might be the ignition module. Things have changed. Modern voltages can be 3 volt, 5, or 12 volts, and they might have a pulse width modulation. These signals move a ton of information. The flickering of a test light or dancing of digits on a multimeter could be serial data to command a window down or just a faulty ground. Also, the slightest amount of green corrosion or high resistance can set codes. Being able to capture a signal, voltage, or glitch is critical to diagnosing many problems and codes on a vehicle. Connecting a multimeter or scope to a circuit is sometimes very difficult. Making the connection in the least invasive way possible is critical to achieving a confirmed diagnosis. T-pins and needle probes have been around for a long time. These can be inserted into the back of a connector to back probe the connection. The best way to use this is to... Slide the pin between the connector, housing, and weather pack grommet. If there is no grommet, you can slide the pin gently into the insulation. There is no guarantee of the contact being made between the pin and the wire. Also, there is no way to know if the pin is damaging the terminal, but back probing with a pin might be your only option. Specialty back probes will have a small diameter and create less leverage on the connector. Some back probes have a rounded spade profile that can be used on smaller diameter wires. Piercing probes are designed to perforate the insulation of a wire with a needle. The needle can be spring-loaded or screwed down into the wire. 
This type of connection might be the best option if a sensor is buried deep inside an engine or a connector is inaccessible. One of the least invasive ways to connect to a circuit is a breakout. These can be attached in line or as a test point so that a scope or multimeter can measure the circuit. Some breakouts can be connector specific, like those for an oxygen sensor or OBD2 connectors. Breakout test leads can mimic the male and female terminals in a connector. These can be purchased as a kit and will have adapters to connect round and flat blade connectors. You can also build your own breakout harness for oxygen sensors. All you need is a part called an oxygen sensor harness extension. These are sold by performance parts sellers for customers who have installed a long tube header and the collector and bong and have been moved further down the pipe. Breakout leads can do the least amount of damage to the wiring and possibly the terminals, but they can also introduce a wild card into your diagnosis if you are not careful. In many cases, the connector is the source of an electrical problem. Disconnecting and reconnecting a connector might clear up a bad connection for a short time. This is why it is always a good idea to inspect both sides of the connector when you first pull it apart. The one breakout box a diagnostic technician should own is an OBD2 breakout. The first advantage of the box is that you don't have to be in the driver's footwell trying to put a lead into the OBD2 DLC, which means di diagnostic link connector, by the way. All 16 pins can be tested from the comfort of the driver's seat. With just a glance, you can see if the serial data buses are operating, and most breakouts will include a display for system voltage. Even if a doctor saves a life, there might still be scars left behind by a scalpel. But the sign of a good doctor is a less noticeable scar that heals. The same is true for wiring harnesses and technicians. So that's that one. Um, you know, he's basically, it's, you know, it's all good points. Um, you can definitely, you know, I, I've seen people do just horrible repairs with, well, Frankly, the worst stuff I've ever seen was someone who did it, you know, they were a hobbyist and they did it on their own and they were using like, you know, household wiring wire nuts and stuff like that. And you just, you don't do that with automotive. There's just a different set of procedures that should be followed. And, and uh, obviously this article is talking more about you're trying to check voltages and resistance and you're back probing a connector. And so you just, you have to be careful that you don't damage it and cause more problems than what's there. And uh, the fact he talks about, you know, once you disturb a connector, you may very well have disturbed where the problem was and not even know it. So there is a good reason for back probing without taking a connector apart. Okay, so anyway, that's that one. Just a quickie. And uh, again, there's, you know, if you're a hobbyist uh, person working on their car, there certainly are different tools and things available, back probe uh, kits. Uh, different things available, you know, not only to the hobbyist, but certainly to the professional as well. Um, they're not inexpensive, but they certainly are useful if you are doing that kind of work. And so I hope you got something out of it. And um, again, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And again, I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad's Motor Works. So check that out if you feel so inclined. So hopefully you got something out of it. I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. 
May God bless you and keep you, and thank you again.